There we go. Just before Ooh. I forget to hit it. There we are. Right. Oh, yeah. I just got a message from me saying that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Recording. <laughs> there we go. That's fine. Um, yeah, no. Uh, I'm not saying I, I've, certain things have been tiring me out. So I've oh, been, no. uh, if you haven't uh, work, worked out already from the, uh, yesterday uh, mm. or day before, I, for the set, for the God knows what reason that you may understand is I decided to start a streaming YouTube mm-hmm. channel. So it's like, yeah. what the heck am I doing? I am not, <laughs> uh, I suppose the reason I'm putting that off is because it's because, okay, I'm good enough with technology, but I'm not that good. It's it's a lot to let get into. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I have avoided uh, YouTube and, and streaming and services and, and visual stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, it, that's just one step beyond my abilities. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. I can just about manage a microphone and a little bit of editing, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> oh, I haven't got to the editing yet. That's oh. the problem. That's the uh, problem uh, for the upcoming uh, bits is doing, uh, <laughs> doing that. So it's, it's, yeah, I've got no idea. I wanted to do a podcast, but mm. yeah, I, it's a combination of it. It's just like I struggle to talk. No, I can talk to myself, but not, <laughs> but not in a. I welcome to that. Yeah, it's just, a, and then I have that pause going. Okay, what am I welcoming? Uh, welcome to the <laughs> pause and stutter, and yeah, and, and it's, it's like it's easy done. Trying to find a radio voice is the hardest thing I can think of. Uh, the the nerves get hold of you, and you start to stutter, and you start to think, uh, what, what do I want to say now? Because you, in your head, you've already rehearsed what you want to say, and then yeah. it, it goes out the window as soon as that record oh, button God, hits. Yeah. Um, yeah, I cannot. I, I'm never the same. I have to write down the intro every time I do my notes. So it's the same yeah. bit. Like for the first like two lines, it's always the same thing, uh, just because I can't. I couldn't do it without it. Yeah, no, uh, fair enough. But it's just easily done. But so, what precisely is the project? What exactly is it? In a nutshell. <laughs> in a nutshell. I call it Trek uh, Wars and Fantasy. Mm. I wanted to a talk about Star Trek at some point, but mm-hmm. I haven't really got into that yet. Uh, so I also want to. I was. I like playing Star Wars: The Old Republic, uh, the MM. Oh, so I thought I'll stream that as well because mm-hmm. I, I like that thing, and it's just something I can do. Also, I was liking. I was doing Star Wars Trek Adventures, and I liked world building for things. So I. I decided to put that. So it's a combination of those. Well, hopefully be a combination of those three. At the moment, it's a combination of two things. Excellent. So uh, tour and uh, uh, world building. But... Nice. Excellent. Now, I saw your uh, saw your Twitter handle come up um, and, and follow me on the on the old Twitters. So, uh, yep. yeah. And I was ty- I'm trying to piece together the conversation from Kick. Every time I sort of read up, someone else joins or someone uh, leaves or it's a bot that's yeah. being kicked out. So it puts back to the beginning again. So I'm not scrolling back, scrolling back, trying to figure out what, what he's been uh, up to. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And it was probably a few, it's probably a good old week and a bit ago that. Uh, yeah. The conversation's uh, in there. Yeah. In there. So and I'm just trying to look where I got, took my notes. I just sent it to my email so I could look at it on my main computer. No, and I can't find it. It's always yeah. the way. It's always the way. You'll have your notes or it'll be on your phone and then the phone goes dark when you want to make that one point that you thought was going to be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, it's not great. 
And just remembering that I've got two uh, emails now on my thing. <laughs> and it's like, oh. oh, it's been said on the thing. And it's like, oh, it's on the other page. That's why it's not on there. I'll never be ready, but I'm ready whenever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's the best philosophy to have, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, I've got an idea. We'll start and we'll go from there. Yeah. yeah. No, well, uh, first off, thanks for for doing it like this is one of those ones that i've wanted to, to do with you for for ages and i just i never had the time to sort of you know give you the attention you deserve <laughs> because oh, thank uh, you. it's like I, you know, it was always gonna have to be like squeezing you in for half an hour and then i didn't feel like it was gonna be enough time to you know talk about stuff if you know if we get into like a good you know pattern and all this kind of stuff so i waited i wanted to give you enough time use as much or as little as you want but it was just like i I didn't. I just decided to put the uh, stuff that was uh, free mm-hmm. uh, on there rather than the actual main core book. Or I didn't want to be a selling machine. It was just like, mm-hmm. if you want to get started, want to find out more, that's how you start. Nice. These are these are the places. Um, mm. So York. I don't know if I can send through York. It. It was. It was only going to be a little bit of a could be a talking point through the session. Mm. Um. Is I I did a a bit of a half a character sheet. Oh, um, I'm going to see if I can send it to you. Mm-hmm. If I can make sure this is the right place to uh, send it. Oh, got PDF. Yep, it's come yeah. through. Actually, I better open it up so I can actually uh, see what I've written myself. <laughs> Uh, let's make sure I put it in somewhere I can actually find it. Yeah. I uh, oh hang on. Did I? Yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't really filled out much at the moment. It was just literally it it was a reference point that I could get. Mm. Uh let's swap that back over to that page and I'll put you back onto the one in front of my camera. So at least it makes me mm-hmm. look like I'm semi-looking at you. <laughs> Sorry, I won't take it personally. It's all right. No one yeah, needs to look. Enough. No one needs to look at this mug. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah, that is in depth. Yeah. I, yeah. I haven't put too much on there. I haven't put like the stats on there or anything like that. Nice. So values. I thought I'd talk about it when if we ever get to that part. But it was. Yeah. No. That's. Yeah. I mean. It, this is entirely your episode in terms of uh, content and knowing what you're talking about. I am. Um, Treat me like the person that I truly am, which is completely mm. ignorant, and I am <laughs> I am the layman of laymen. Um, you know, basics. Just you know, walk me through it. Hold my hand. Um, yeah, I am asking the basic questions. What is it? Yeah, um, you know, that's yeah. all I'm going to do. <laughs> no, of course, no. Please, just keep asking questions and go. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. As I said, I'm not a big one for long. I'm not. I'm not calling it speeches, but long. Outburst, so it's <laughs> <laughs> I'm already I, I'm already gonna take a screenshot, I think, of this because I am loving the focuses uh that you've put in. Um that <laughs> I, is I was hoping you would appreciate that. That is very cool. I was trying to think of values uh, and then I thought, no, we'll just talk about that later. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything specific. <laughs> values needs to, needs to get the paperwork in. That that's all my values, yeah. I think, as far as I'm okay. Good thing about Temple Trek Nexus Nights is that there's really no format to it. So I'm just going to go straight in and then it's like, um, 
Hi, Ben, and, and we'll go in from there. And then I'll ask the first, you know, dumb question. What's what's Star Trek Adventures? And you just go yeah. for it. I, I will I will hand over to you and then yeah, you lead me. And then I if there's any questions, if you're getting stuck, I can then prompt you and yeah. we'll go from there. Um, I, I may I may use D D as a reference, but that do. may be, but that may also I want to try to do it that for people who don't know D D. So fair enough. Please stop me when to try to explain it both ways as well. Now, if there's something I don't understand, which may be a lot, this, <laughs> this could be an hour and a half episode if we're, <laughs> yeah. if no, we're going that way. Mode. But yeah, I will ask, trust me. Um, right. This is the Temporal Trek Nexus Knights. Space, the final frontier. Hello and welcome back to Temporal Trek Nexus Nights, the spin-off show from the Temporal Trek podcast. Uh, this is a, a great episode. I've been looking forward to doing this for a long time and trying to find a point where schedules lined up and everything like this to talk to this guest. Um, I have been waiting uh, to try and find the right time and we finally got here, so it's fantastic to do. Um, this is a subject that I know nothing about and probably less than nothing. I am probably the layman of laymen. Um, I am so glad that I've got my guest today. Um, you've already heard him before, if you have listened to Temporal Trek podcast. Uh, it's Ben from the Kick Group. And uh, Ben, I believe you're on the other end. I am on the other end. I'm still there. Oh, good. So. Oh, for a second there, I was I was really like wondering if I'd lost you there. Um, but uh, today you are going to uh, hold my hand and show me, show me a whole new world. Um, a, side of, a side of Star Trek I know nothing about, other than the fact that it's got the Star Trek in the title. Um, and it is Star Trek Adventures. So I'm going to open up with the opening question. What is Star Trek Adventures? Well, Star Trek Adventures is the Star Trek's version of D&D. So it's a TTRPG, um, a.k.a. tabletop role-playing game. Mm. So you're, you're basically playing a Star Trek character in in your own fantasy world or the dear oh gm's uh game master's uh world which is star trek uh, you know you've got a board you've got maybe dice you've got a, a reference guide or something like that you don't have to have a board you can do it online you can do it like we are doing now mm -hmm. we can just do it on the table the really only thing you need is uh access to dice so you can use even use that on your phone or Mm. iPad or computer nowadays. Mm. So it'd be two D two D twenties, so two twenty sided dice and some six sided dice. And as long as one person has the access to the rules, or mm. at least enough of the rules to be able to get on, mm. you're you're into it. And preferably that person is the person running the game. So as I said, the GM. Uh, so the game master. Um there is a starter guide online and then actually I'll tell you what let me start a little bit further back mm. before I go on to uh, books. So it is created by a company called Modifius. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully there'll be some links in the chat when, uh, of where to find uh, information about uh, the game. Mm -hmm. And they use what I call the two, or not what I call, what they call the 2D20 system. Mm -hmm. um, I'll go over it a bit as we go, but... Uh, it's using basically 
if you it's rewind a little bit. <laughs> I told you I'll get tongue tied eventually. Yeah. Hey, anyway. sorry. I like rewinds. This is the Temple Trek podcast. We can go back as far as you want to go. <laughs> yeah. So the all you really for most of the game, all you will have is two twenty sided dice. Okay. And most of the stuff you will use will be involving rolling twenty sided dice to see how well you as a player or your ship does. You at, at points during the game you can increase it. You can buy more dice. But again, when we go through this, it'll be easier to me to explain it as as mm. we as we go. Mm. Um, Is that a relatively yeah. simple system compared to say D and D or the, the more recognized sort of role play games? I I think it I think that as a whole Mm. It is simpler. Mm. You probably, if you were into D and D or Pathfinder, which are very similar games, mm. um, you would probably go. You'd probably go. What the heck's going on? <laughs> to start with, because it's new. But once you get into it, it's like there, there, there isn't a huge amount. Or you don't have to learn a lot of spells. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're like a spellcast character in D and D, you don't. You you haven't got a list about a mile long of things <laughs> that you have to have to remember. It's pretty basics. Uh, well, I think it's pretty basic, and mm. hopefully, I can explain that it's uh, pretty basic from there. One of the good things I think on this is hopefully we can ex- show that it 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 really tries to be a Star Trek role playing game. Mm. It's not. However many of you trying to go on a continuous adventure, trying to throw a ring into a volcano or <laughs> uh, find a big band and you're all wandering through towns and beaten baddies, you are literally doing a episode of Star Trek. Oh, so, right. So you, the rule, oh, not the rules, so some of the written adventures, you don't mm. have to do this as a, a GM or a group, but... Is at the start you can have a captain's longer uh, log started off by somebody, or even a chief medical officer or ensign's personal log, or something saying, "Oh, we are here. We are. This is what our mission is uh, today. Hmm. We're going down to X planet to go and find this medical." Uh, plant to help with a outbreak of thingy plague on Nimbus Seven. I don't think okay. if there is a Nimbus Seven, but <laughs> yeah, there's but... loads of plays on Nimbus Seven. So, yeah. You know, you, you've picked the right <laughs> scenario right there. Yeah, <laughs> so you you can sort of like do it as a sort of like a bit of a recurring thing if you wanted to do uh, going X to A to B to C to D, but you could just easily jump jump straight into the game. Hmm. Um, or each session was that, so it it would feel like uh, the t- TOS era or the TNG era, hmm. or such like. Does that change the rules? Is the, when you go era to era, does there is there a, a difference between those, or it applies to everything? It's just a layout difference. Yeah, no, it 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 is the same. Oh, with the exception of you, you know, you are in different. Mm. timeline so it 
the game the game is laid out as uh like a uh TNG Elcar mm. system but the rule book is say it, it usually gives three areas uh, that we can play you can make it more if you want to but it's the enterprise era right uh TOS era and then the TNG era which covers that DS9 and Voyager wow. so it's the rule book is set in 2371 so that's the enterprise has crashed on the planet so the d mm-hmm. um in jet from the generations film mm. voyager has gone missing and i think the diet defiant has just arrived on deep space nine so oh, wow the book has laid out that way but you can deviate as i was referring to from those mm. uh time time periods mm. um as yeah as a dm you well like any game you can you can go into whatever kind of story you want just think of any ep- you've got what what's it over 800 episodes now of <laughs> don't Star remind Trek? don't remind me yeah 800 <laughs> episodes yeah yes yeah yeah so yeah you you can go in Oh, you can actually you can go on. You don't even have to do something that Star Trek's done. But the idea is behind roughly what all those episodes have done is what you can try to uh, play out. Do you, if you sort of uh, say you picked a character that is the command tier for Star Trek, um, mm. does that force you down certain routes for stories? Or say if you were playing three characters and they're all doctors, it has to be a medical emergency. Or can you sort of deviate and you know dip into a medical emergency that turns into a sort of command that turns into a bit of a science thing, or you kind of stuck to one story at a time? Yeah, yes and no. It depends how okay. you set your character up. There, uh, if you could be a completely TOS type thing, and you can have your uh, chief medical officer, your second in command, and your captain go down to every uh, away <laughs> way mission. Terrible idea, but yes. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, if you wanted to, if let's say you're, you, you could put your stats up that you you had a bit of expertise in other areas. Mm. So you you could have knowledge uh, of other things that could help you go down to the planet or mm. whatever. After I finish my next point, maybe I'll go into the character sheet and I explain that maybe that will hopefully help uh go sounds like a good place yeah what it is but first of all they have a system on it Mm. so if you like your tng era let's say you are captain picard Mm -hmm. you don't tend to go down on an away mission very often so you have a another story uh they have support what they call supporting characters so you can jump into playing a supporting character so you could play that red shirt or that uh uh third person on the way team or fourth person on the way team and you can go oh. i'm going to play that character for that scene well it is you as a, a game master you may want to go back up to the the ship and see what's going on that for a scene and see what's kind of on coming up mm. and the players that are on the planet they can play three other 
or two other or however many people you have in the game they can play uh, the supporting uh, characters or if they yeah as you mm. said if there's not your chief medical officer and you're doing diddly squat down in a medical bay you can uh come up and oh so i was just thinking of mccoy they come up to the bridge but um <laughs> you you can be a supporting character and you could be the helmsman or oh, I see. Uh, something so it gives everybody chance to play in a scene gotcha. even if not all the characters involved but as i said sometimes you may have something that may be useful mm. in your uh, side story or whatever that your your main character even though it's not necessarily what something they would get called on but something that they may they may find interesting mm. hopefully now quickly going on to character sheet i will mm. i'm going to say one of the things i do like about this game is mm. the character building on on this one as well as modifius having a free uh, character building site that you can go go through it mm. uh, this process you can do it yourself via the core rule book right. is you are um, building your character as you go they're not just saying pick uh, six focuses four values four uh, talents and put as many stats as you up to this amount of stats in the thing they mm. literally built it's a character building process mm. so it'll go um what species are you where where did you get uh brought up was it on your home world mm. was it on a another world so like michael burnham or mm. uh wolf or Spock, Spock is a cross species. Could have, or were you brought up on a Starfleet vessel? Like, um, I was just about to say, Will Riker, but no, uh, uh, Wesley Crusher, other W. Right. right. No, never normally get those two muddled up, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it's all the W's. It's fine. They're W's mates in real life, so that's fine. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> um, could have various things like that, and then it goes. What environment were you brought up in? Were you brought up where your family were business, uh, a business family, or were you in a rural environment, or mm. were they Starfleet officers? So there's it, a longer, longer list of that. So it, it's asking you these questions as you're creating your character. It's not going, let's create the character and then you work out your backstory. Yeah. Once it is semi building it for you, mm. and then it has a section of Starfleet Academy. So what did you learn at Starfleet Academy? Then it has a section after that. So it's like it has like two incidents that define your life. It could be helped a captain, despite it being against your morals. Your ship could have crashed. So you, I'm thinking of like incidents like with Will Riker this time, and I do mean Will Riker, like the Pegasus <laughs> Pegasus incident. Right. Um, so that's this things like that could be built into the character's backstory, mm. or. Like Picard had the loss of his ship before uh, Enterprise, uh, mm. for example. Uh, actually, and another one was one of the things it says loss of a friend, but actually that's very close to Benjamin Sisko was the mm. loss of loss of his wife. Wife, yeah, it, yeah. 
this is this is not you. Oh, of course you're making it up yourself, but they they prompt you in that direction when you're doing a character build. Right. So it's like makes you think about what your what your character is before it is. Um, it is, and it's one thing I absolutely do love about the game is that process that it actually goes. Oh, yeah. Are you? It makes you makes you make you think that your character's a bit more three dimensional. It's just like, mm. of course, of course, you can still go down the typical uh, normal go why uh, normal ways of being your typical Vulcan or your typical Klingon or it it gives you the opportunity even for like beginners to go learn how to do that without actually. How how accessible then would it be to someone who? perhaps wouldn't know as much about Star Trek because D&D in theory you know because it's it's they just say fantasy you yeah. kind of have an idea of you know okay I kind of know what a dwarf is I kind of know what an elf is uh, with Star Trek if you don't know what a Vulcan is if you don't really know what an Andorian is you know the the the, the species that are on the fringes of uh, yeah. maybe you know are really breaking into into pop culture everyone knows what a Vulcan is but they might not necessarily know an Andorian say yeah. Um, would you think that that is that that would be an impediment to someone coming into the game, or is it fairly straightforward and, and it kind of answers itself as you're building the character? There, when you do build the character, it does give you a bit of a description of what that species is. Uh. So, if you don't know, you can have a little look. But my advice would probably be start with a cat with a species that you've probably heard of. Right, human, human, definitely. That does help. <laughs> it does help. And then probably, as you mentioned, one of the two that I think are very probably well known would be the Vulcans. Mm -hmm. So if not, if they don't know Vulcans, they know Spot probably. Yeah. Um, and the others would probably be the Klingons. So you can play a Klingon like Worf or a half Klingon like Blana Torres if you mm. wanted to in the game. And then... It's going to be a little bit of a more of a struggle, I would say, for them right. to know the world. Mm. But but if you work walk it them through it all, they have access to like reading the small print. They do, they can hopefully pick up a little bit. Mm. So, but when we get a when I eventually get into the character sheet, which I've been threatening <laughs> for the last God knows how long. No, I need all of the, this. Honestly, I I know nothing, so all yeah. of this is helpful. No, we some of the focuses and values will hopefully help that person realize what it is. Mm. Uh, what it, I I would say if if they are just a player in a game, mm. the person running the game, and hopefully the players that they're playing with, but especially the person running the game. Mm. Um, will hopefully guide them through going look this is who they are supposed to this is what this species is supposed to be hmm. this is uh klingons are usually full of sort of like anger and honor and stuff like that and vulcans are very honorable and stoic and such like hmm. but if they are the person running the game hmm. they have it's okay it's going to be harder work but it is possible there is information out there and that actually does bring me to one of my dilemmas with the core rule book mm. is there is a good side and a bad side to it the first 
it it goes through 73 pages before you actually get to the actual introduction to actually properly them starting to go over the rule books wow the rules wow which uh, as a fan <laughs> it's like geek out there's a lot of thing about star trek <laughs> it's also if you haven't don't know much about the world it gives you a lot about star trek <laughs> the downside as you probably get guessed already 73 pages until it starts getting into what the uh, rules are and the mecha- mechanics wow. and it's like it, it's it's no it it i wish they had just put it to further back in the book yeah in my the, opinion like a reference at the back yeah just like yeah. if you need to know here it is yeah is yeah uh, okay but but it but there is stuff in the rule book um yeah i yeah i'd say it is more towards people who are the star trek fans or at least have a good or not necessarily a good knowledge of it, but know of it. Gotcha. But please, if any feedback from anybody who mm. hasn't, not necessarily a fan of the uh, Star Trek, or at least doesn't have a huge amount of experience with it, if you've played Star Trek Adventures and you want a Trek fan, please <laughs> yeah, uh, give me a shout. I'll give you my information later. Or Excellent. Or via... Daniel here. Yeah, yeah, please do. Yeah, um, anyone yeah. listening who you know, maybe you're the partner of a, a Star Trek fan, and they're forcing you to play the game. Um, you know, it's just if you know a little bit but not much, because you know, D and D kind of you you can be aware of Lord of the Rings, you could be aware of um, you know everything up to Harry Potter, and it's sort of ingrained in the culture of. Uh, fantasy and things like that whereas because it is star trek specific i was worried that you know if i didn't know that much would i be able to play this with say my partner who has seen a little bit of tng but doesn't really know much about star trek um you know you know if if my wife said lost her senses and decided she wanted to play (laughs) with me um even though she can't stand certain uh, certain board games that i like um but you know um if she wanted to do that if that was accessible but it sounds like it it could quite be i mean if you don't need to know the history of the andorians from the year dot um you know she could play as an andorian and and sort of still get the gist i guess yeah yeah to be honest other I'm not an expert on Star Trek, but I have watched all the TV series. Mm. But I wouldn't say I know. I wouldn't say I know a lot about the Andorians. Mm. All I know is their appearance on yeah. Enterprise, really, and a very, very brief appearance on uh, TOS. But to be honest, I wouldn't know how to attack. But maybe when you come into your focus it, or into my bits, which I might mm. start on now, you mm. may on your character sheet. That each per each person has up to uh, four values they can have. You can make this up on yourself. Mm. Um, it doesn't give you a list of ones on when you create uh, uh, your character. It just goes pick a value you learnt at this stage in your life. So if it was, uh, I'm going to give some obvious ones here, but let's say thing on uh, could be something like a good day to die or death before dishonor or mm-hmm. something like that if you were think and if if you gave that to you i think if you gave that to a player going this is your character's values maybe that might help them right so 
um, like a Vulcan could be that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. I'm just trying to think for other species other than human. But literally, you, I, it's better to try to, I think it's better to try to char- get the character to go, what did I learn when I uh, did this in my life? What, gotcha. what do I value there? Do I value so like my crew? Um, actually, if you go, do Google Star Trek Adventures values, it will give you... Right. You will be able to find a, a list out there to help you. But the, I think not all of these will necessarily be species specific, but it could make you go, this is my uh, uh, character. Mm-hmm. I would say like Wolf, he barely got brought up on anywhere in the Klingon Empire. Mm-hmm. But he's, as Judge Seadax, I think, said, he's probably the most honourable Klingon out there. So this is me saying, or probably getting from that is, some of the Klingons that are supposed to be really honourable are probably not quite as honourable as <laughs> they make themselves out to be. So if you divert from the stereotype occasionally, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think that, personally, I don't think that's a problem. But so was like the character creation. I, I did a little... Uh, uh, it's like a starter character for uh, Dan Dan here. I know I've just suddenly gone from calling you Daniel to Dan. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Dan, Dan, Danny, whatever you like. I don't mind. Yeah. Um, one of the other things that you can come up with, your, which I think you can come up with yourself for a character, and it helps you make your character rather than say, you've got to be this or you've got to be that, is what your character focuses in. Mm. So they can get sixer this so i um i actually picked six ones preset for you already yes i uh, saw um so if i if i uh manage you imagine imagined you doing your personal log in the focus in the star trek universes like i had one called temporal mechanics <laughs> i think your character would be an expert in <laughs> If I'm not by now, I, yeah, I think there's seriously <laughs> something wrong. So, yeah, no, yeah. I, this is, looks good. Yeah, temporal mechanics, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So if if I presumed you've all listened to uh, at least one episode of uh, tra- temporal... T- <laughs> I would hope so. so. I would hope so. Yeah. I, hope, I hope they're watching the, or listening to the to the main show first, then coming to the spin-off show. Good. But, yeah. hey, if you found me through TTNN first, that's fine. <laughs> yeah no which is fine and you'll probably understand some of these if you've listened to this so it was i also put like starfleet history uh 20th and early 21st century earth history that's more of a reference to you personally rather than a, a character i'm flattered thank you <laughs> yeah yeah but it's my my point was they don't have to these are these are things you can bring in yourself if you think of let's say tom paris he um probably has yeah he's probably has the uh, 20th century history one mm-hmm. he's probably has mm-hmm. films from that period as well be be uh, uh films so mm. which he would have used in one of the I know he's used in one of the episodes, which I forgot its name. The one where the uh, doctor gets the his holo emitter. Yeah, yeah. So uh, then future's end when uh, he, they the travel one. back and he sort of knows yeah. things. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, I see. So, so the idea of these focuses to help situations like this. Mm. So you, 
um, can have uh, these things that will help assist in your roles uh, later on. So mm. you can get new ones as you go, go along. So let's say like Picard learns how to play the flute. Right. Uh, I forgot. Right. It. I know it's not not called a flute, and, or it's a bit more than that in the thing. But he learns to play a musical instrument. Mm. It that doesn't necessarily come in <laughs> handy, I think, but it is something that defines can define his character. Very true. Um, you could probably go into, let's say, Geordie, and he would have a lot of things about warp mechanics mm-hmm. and other other such uh, uh, things. He would probably have a lot of that, so it would help when you're rolling your dice. Uh, your uh, your ability to uh, pass mm-hmm. or, or succeed. So it, it's something that, yeah, yeah can make your character a bit more varied so and it also tells you as a player so this is what my character's Mm. interests or not necessarily some of them will be interests personal interests some of them will be uh work interests or work Mm. specialities so with with the focus then um uh, now i've only ever played dnd twice and we never finished a campaign we started making the characters by the time we got the characters sorted we played for about half an hour and then it, you know it was, it was getting late so we all went home um so i really haven't played a full campaign or, or ever seen dnd fully played um but i did get the gist that you know a character who might have an ability like uh crafting you know they they could make something there and then they they had like a focus they had a talent to do that um but it wasn't specified how they do it. They just rolled the dice and then they said, okay, yeah, it's very likely that you were able to craft this bow and arrow. Let's say that. Um, yeah. If, if I had a focus like Geordie LaForge in, um, you know, warp field theory, and I spout off a load of techno babble, which makes no sense or would make no sense in the Star Trek universe. If I was being absolutely technical to you know, the Akuda manuals and you name it, I've got it. Mm-hmm. But if I actually said it, it made no sense. Is it me just making that up? But because I've got a focus in warp field mechanics, it will work in the game. Yeah, I I would say technical babble probably helps a lot in this game. If you suddenly <laughs> go, I technical babble this blah blah, blah, blah and I and it actually seems like it is technical from right. from the from from the use it. Nice. Okay. Yeah, but if it's let's say your bow and arrow. Um, mm-hmm. let me go down to, through this so in this game you have to row low so wearing your oh. d you have to row high okay so which is I think is actually quite nice mm. so you, your character has a set of attributes and has a set of disciplines so I'll do the disciplines first because that would probably be easier to explain to Star Trek fans. Hmm. Um, so the disciplines you have is command, con, security, engineering, medicine, and science. Hmm. So um, those are referencing to basically six areas of your of jobs on hmm. on most starships and uh, space stations. Right. So, 
yeah, so command would be you also know, like for the most case, like your captain's commanders, lieutenant commanders. So let me think P- Captain Picard, uh, William Riker. Hmm. You may you may even have uh, uh, lieutenant commander data in there as well. I think he must have got up to the lieutenant commander, didn't he? <laughs> I kind of, yes, okay, I'm somebody's sure somebody I'm will sure call me did. out said, on this <laughs> later. Um, so those would be, and then you, your con would be anybody really doing the piloting or mm-hmm. something like that. I think the other four are probably more self explaining, like science would be like Spock, medicine, mm. any of the doctors, uh, engineer, Scotty, security, wharf. As a six examples, so you you will have a uh, a score on that, and then on the attributes, these are a bit more flexible. But you would have control, daring, insight, fitness, presence, and reason. So, it control would be your ability. Let's say if you to let's say fire a firearm steadily, mm, okay. or if you were a doctor to do technical stuff in the body to make sure everything's right. Darren, my best example of that is just say, think of Captain Kirk. Mm. Probably a <laughs> bit gun-ho, straight into the action. There we are. Fitness, uh, yeah, basically your health and your ability to do stuff. Insight, I presume that's a bit self-explanatory as well. That's looking into the way people act and insight into how how they do reason think of Vulcans when you think of reason that's probably the easiest example to go and presence is you can use this like you can be your chem- captain talking to your team to motivate it or to person in the Vulcan uh, or sorry not Vulcan Romulan uh, starship over there to try to uh, come to a peace treat, uh, treaty or your it could be a doctor again trying to go look um captain card you've got to have your medical you're staying here whether you like it or not nice okay it, it could, could be that as well mm. now on that after that tangent now what you do is add your attribute and your discipline together so if i was gonna say you're making a bow and arrow mm. i would probably go you're probably going to be using like I'm going to say control and security, probably. Hmm. So control, because it's going to be fiddly, you're going to take your time trying to make it cut the right branch, make sure it's right size and weight and everything, and you've got to put the strings uh, together. And then I would probably say you would pick security because they may have had some weapon-type training, Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. example, so they would maybe know it from their survival lessons or... Right. Something like that. Mm. Now, if my suddenly, for example, if my, as an example, uh, my commander, my captain went, look, as a, as a captain, I would know my survival training as well. I would have bought a have out to make of this. So you, reasonable. I would say, go, okay, then you can use your uh, control and command expertise right. to do this because that's how you. Or if somebody really, really gone, I'm a scientist. I can work out how a bow and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thanks. I could potentially go, okay, then, if I think it's reasonable that 
that they, they give you that. I do. see. So, going on to that, this is where the dice come into action. Mm. I could say it's a difficulty challenge of two to succeed in doing this. You can roll your, you would roll your two d twenty. I said you, everybody, as a default gets has two d twenty, and if you get under the same or under your attribute and discipline, you succeed. But only if you have two dice. Oh. Before I find out how to tell you how to get buy more dice <laughs> to make make it easier for yourself, mm-hmm. is you you know your focus as we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. If you had let's say um, survival as a focus, or maybe even weapons, or maybe even let's just say you had archery as a focus, right? It could happen. Yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah. I've had uh, somebody have piano as a focus in one of the games. So nice, very nice. Yeah. So you could go, actually, we'll use that focus to improve your odds. And you'll use that on your discipline. So if you were using security and it was uh, your score was a three on that and you rolled a three or lower, mm-hmm. that would mean one of the dice is counted as two successes. So, it. So. So you are trying to get two difficulties. So let's say you uh, one dice rolls a twenty, the other rolls a five. Or right. let's say a three, because we mentioned the score three a second ago. Mm-hmm. And then say you had a focus in archery. I would say actually that focus counts. So instead of fading, which you would have was one success. Right. Your uh, your uh, uh, row of three actually is a two two successes because uh, right. you probably have to play it a lot more. To... Right. Yes. Now, yeah, I'm, I'm starting yeah. to see yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you <laughs> you sort of you roll first time to get a, a a grasp of what's possible, but the second roll is more how likely it is to succeed. Not quite, no. It, you roll once. Right. You roll your dice once. So. Let's just say you're using your minimum of two. So you roll that once. Let's say my attribute and security was 15. I I would have to get both my dice under fif- 15 or under. Right, gotcha. The uh, the except the exception is if I let's say had a I rolled a natural one or I had a focus, let's say like archery, and it was free, so equal to my discipline. And don't worry too much about it this so yeah. far because if you you will learn more about it if when you when play you're but, but but the idea is to roll as low as possible oh, no. okay and again the focus is are there yeah. to help help give you more chance to buy uh to succeed mm. so but again as i said you can buy more dice yeah so the way the ways to, to do that is through two pots. Each player has them. So not each player, the players have one, and the game master has one. Uh, the momentum for the players, the uh, threat court for the uh, game master. Hmm. So you earn earn momentum or threat 
depending on who you are, as you go through the game. If you do well, if you get more successes on the dice than than you need, so let's say this making a uh, bow and arrow was very easy. Mm-hmm. Let's just say you this was a difficulty one. You rolled uh, both your dice and you got two, two out of it. Mm-hmm. You would end up with, presuming you had no focuses, you would succeed and have one 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 spare uh one one extra success so with that you get a bit of momentum which you can use to buy another dice later on or give yourself an advantage later on or ask a question to the game master to get further most in get further information mm-hmm. again this will make a lot more sense when you're playing it but basically mm. this this is a group a group uh, pool to help you succeed in your fi- in whatever activity uh, you were doing. So, hmm. okay. Ho- hopefully, that sort of half makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it still baffles me because obviously knowing the gameplay mechanics, like you say, when you're doing something like this, it doesn't make sense till you're actually doing it. Yeah. Um, and actually rolling dice, and you kind of see the consequences. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. that that makes so much more sense than I've already done from the previous two times I've tried D and D. So you're, you're yeah. already on you're already on a winner. <laughs> it yeah. makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Whereas D yeah D and D, I think you 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 roll a dice, you may add some things onto it, and and the DMGM would have a score in their head. They may tell you, right. but you have to make that score or better to succeed right uh, it's similar to this but just in reverse but 99 mm. percent of the time uh the game master will tell you what you have to be because the, there's a scale of uh, difficulty actually there is a difficulty zero but you don't have to worry too much about that <laughs> so, <laughs> difficulty zero is usually done at the beginning of the game where it's just like a very basic thing like basic piloting and they just use it to build the momentum pool to help right. give you a little bit of advantage but basically the main ones are from one to five five is stupidly difficult mm-hmm. so imagine trying to use two dice to get five successes it's not right. possible gotcha. without buying dice so i'm trying to think of another way to explain that better and hopefully yeah. but the short answer is you've got a target with your attribute and discipline you have to roll under that to succeed at what you're doing. Thinking of the the game itself, so we've got the workbook for um, so the, you mentioned the Enterprise era, the TOS era, and a TNG Voyager and DS9 crossover era. Mm-hmm. Um, are there plans? Do you know of any plans to come of other things? Maybe something set in a mirror universe, or uh, to go for the disco? You know, move forward you know, a thousand years, or um, perhaps even going the lower decks route. You know. Yeah. Go completely the other side of the TNG era. I've heard an interview. I'm sure it's Lower Decks and... Hang on, is it Lower Decks? I think it's Picard they've got uh, the rights to, I think. And Discovery, I think. I don't know if they mentioned Lower Decks. Or maybe one of the... Two of the three of mm. those ones, they have the rights to... Uh, Modifius have the rights to it. They, I know they don't have the rights to the Calvin timeline. Oh. Uh, to add it. Um, 
but I, I, I've heard from an interview that that's something, not necessarily something in the works, but it's something that they could do. But that doesn't stop you from yourself going, I'll mm. make my own adventure up in that time. Or one of the other mm. stories going, of let's course. put it through to the Picard era. Mm. As for something like the Mirror Universe, I think that, I'm trying to remember if they've mentioned that in the core rulebook at all. They, oh, they may have, but it's... <laughs> that's page they, they, 73, so, you know, that's the yeah, <laughs> yeah, so it... it It's some... Oh, they haven't, as far as I'm aware, they haven't got a specific adventure. Um, I know they've got two core rule books, which is the Klingon and the original one for the Federation. Mm-hmm. I will doubt very much, unless they have a lot, a lot of people want say, and they want ready to buy a cool book they have a you can pl- play a uh a mirror universe character a terran or a, hmm. whichever alliance or there's nothing stopping you doing that but again it there's no missions from that perspective interesting but again nothing to stop you from doing yeah. nothing stopping yeah so if I make yeah. up a character, so in this particular, the the sheet you've given me here, um, yeah. and I'll be including a picture of of, of a screenshot of this um, when I advertise the episode when it goes up. Um, yeah. If I've made this character and I did mm-hmm. an episode that would fit into TNG, and I want to continue it, you've mentioned that obviously you're playing episode to episode. You don't have to do these long campaigns that you see mm-hmm. you know, lots of D and D players do. But I want to take this character and then plonk them down in a DS9 or I've time traveled and I've gone back to the Enterprise or TOS era. Um, Is that possible or you have to kind of stick to that era for that character? Of course. No, you can. Of course you can go. Yeah. No, sorry. Hmm. Yes, you can go back. Um, Bear in mind, this could be for it be whoever's running the game. So the game master. So. Of course, this will be discussions with the player or them saying, oh, this is what story I've got in plan- planned. Mm-hmm. Um, or them going that they know you're ready and it's like, what kind of adventure do you want to play? Mm-hmm. But there's no reason why you can't do a uh, episode, what's Trials and Tribulations, for example. Mm-hmm. So you're your story is that your character has gone back in time. You have to solve this problem and go right. back to the future. Or yeah, the whole subplot at the beginning is, Oh, there you've, you've traveled back in time. I don't know why <laughs> you have, you have to get yourself back or decide if uh, staying here in this timeline and you can go, Maybe have a couple of storylines in that universe, or your mm. uni- or your story. You're doing like a Voyager right. type story, it, but as a, I want to go back to the uh, future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry to uh, quote another <laughs> sci-fi <laughs> franchise, but, uh, but yeah, there's yeah. a crossover. But yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay, cool. So it's not that, you know, it's a one and done character. And then as soon as you move to another era or another story, you have to start a new character. No, you, yeah, yeah. Right. You, it depends. Yeah. As I said, what the story, the sure, overlapping sure. story is, you might be in a game where it's like, yeah, we're going to do one story 
create a new character for the next one, but it could be another one, yeah. You could easily go, yeah, my character's gone back in time. Mm -hmm. Or that could be your character's personal storyline throughout the thing is that, that you've you've travelled back in time or travelled forward in time and right oh yeah discovery for example mm. yeah you've travelled forward in time that's your uh, lot in life now it's you have to uh, deal with deal with the new the new era the new okay. era yeah interesting interesting yeah it's totally up to you most of the stories though as I said are in TOS yeah the free timelines we've already mentioned that as you said and yeah you, as a yeah if that's something you're interested in as a player mm. yeah speak to your GM and say or oh, can we at some point maybe <laughs> consider doing a uh, episode in <laughs> in the back is that gotcha. possible and yeah another thing I do like about it here the pictures in it are really good so in all the books that they do if you're if a fan of art I know this is slightly off topic from the game specifically yeah. but it's yeah if you like the if you like uh, art in your uh, like books, your player manuals, or uh, player manuals, and well, actually, that gets me onto the topic. The core rule book is the same book for whether you're a player or for a GM. But oh, okay. What I said, the presentation of it, I think it looks lo lovely. The only downside sometimes with it, they, it. I wouldn't say necessarily it goes on a tangent, but it goes, there's quotes everywhere from your Kirks, your Picards, and then it goes on a quote from another captain on another ship, or I was just going to give you a visual example and realise that doesn't work in audio <laughs> <laughs> world. But no, it is good. Um, yeah, so the basics that, as I said, I did go over briefly at the beginning. Hmm. In an ideal world, all you need is somebody in your group to have uh, the book. Mm -hmm. So there is a cool rule book. It is a bit more on the expensive side. That has all the rules and everything, how character creation, everything in it. Mm -hmm. But there is a free starter guide. So okay. if you're not sure whether you want to play it or not, go over that, play that. There's a one, uh, there's free missions in both the starter guides when i say both there's a klingon version uh -huh. and a federation version so if you wanted to give it a go it gives you some free characters gives you gives you a chance to uh, give it a test run Excellent. it gives you enough of the rules and explanations for you to go to decide whether it's something you want to invest more time in yeah if you are spending a lot more time in it if one of if one of you have the core rule book, and you can, I'd say a minimum of one person has the core rule book. That's that certainly helps you. It goes into proper character creation, mm. and or full rules. But as I said, there is a free app to create your character. So, what what's the name of the app? Is it uh, just the game company app? And then you have to sort of find. A... Uh, there is there is a lot of bits after it. So. Uh, the easiest way is just to Google Star Trek uh, Adventures Character creation, Creator okay. or Character Generator. Um, yeah, it's like oh, STA Modifius Apps dot host in UK dot org. Okay. So 
and you can create character through that. So if you for if you to save, let's say your GM's like <laughs> voice that going over every single little thing in it, mm, you right. can go through that with with them and go that that's how to uh, do it. So that doesn't necessarily that bit there doesn't cost you a penny. You can and it's something you can print off the uh, save the PDF and uh print it off if you want to or just look at it on your computer and and as i said the only other thing is the uh, dice so um you can get apps on your computer if you don't want if you don't have your own dice or don't want to buy it so but if you want to get dice i would say a minute or minimum of 1d20 and a minimum of 1d6 because you can roll them multiple times but Yep. Yeah, but I I put down between one and six d twenties and between one and eight d d sixes. But they're not, to be honest, minimum of one. Right, I would say of each. It's <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get you to spend your money. <laughs> it's up to you <laughs> if you. But if you're a rogue player, normally play D and D. You've probably got multiple bags of. Uh, Nice. <laughs> so, I'm not fair stereotyping enough. at all there. <laughs> <laughs> that was fair enough. That was fair enough. Uh, I bought a, a bag of um, just a collection of dice, so everything from your D10s and stuff like that. Because um, we mm. played a couple of games after a little game festival where I work, um, where, where people of uh, loads of different sort of role playing games or, or tabletop games were there, and they had a nice little set. So I, I bought one for for my son and I to, to play <laughs> with um but uh we've been trying to sort of figure out how we're going to use them and get them in so perfect and and normally little bags like that you know you fiver up to about a tenner on uh on you know your amazons and and other services of course uh to get hold of so um yeah well well worth i mean very cheap really by the sounds of it you can start yeah so yeah no that's definitely one of the things i'm going to say is a benefit to the game is you can start off very easily mm. without having to break the bank, <laughs> break the bank. And most of that is just going through Medivius was the, ex- <laughs> was the exception yes. of the dice apps. You can get most of that from the company that makes it. It's yeah. <laughs> Oh, one interesting feature that I was going to say in the game that I actually like mm. was a thing called complications. Oh, so that can be as fun as it sounds. So, <laughs> You, you, if you roll a 20 in the game, yeah. which in D&D would be great, yep. but in Star Trek Adventures, not way. so great. Mm. It's the other way. Now, these can appear even if you succeed at a task. So you can be successful and have a complication happen. You can fail and have a complication happen. Interesting. So, so if you roll a D20 and you haven't got any way around it, the game master picks something that's uh, something that could be bad that happens to you. Okay, hopefully they're not a complete idiot and say your character's dead. <laughs> no, but no. On a serious note, please, if you ever do, don't do that. <laughs> Get advice. Don't do that. Is let's say you could go. You manage to shoot your. Uh, per- uh, person that you're aiming for, mm. but you drop your tricor, uh, drop your weapon 
on the floor. So next time you have to do, you have to go and find and see where, <laughs> see where right. it, where it is. So you could have dropped it in a in a bush next to you. It's like you have to instead of being able to shoot next go, you have to find your weapon to pick it up, or you could go. You've scanned something, you've picked up the message, and you've worked out, and then it's like, oh, your battery's gone on your <laughs> tricorder or something like that. Or yeah, it's. Yeah, I think I've had somebody fall out of a tree once, actually. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah. as away missions go, that sounds like it's pretty yeah. good. You know, that's yeah. the basic uh, basic idea of what's going on. Yeah. So. It no, so. Yeah, that that is one of the interesting things on it. You you have a mechanism where it's like makes something more difficult to you. It it doesn't. It's not meant to. Uh, make your job impossible. It's just there to challenge your your character, uh, your character, mm-hmm. as well as uh, the threat that you, as a GM, pick up. You can you can use that to make uh, the scenes more difficult. So, like you, ha- as I said, like I said, momentum where you can buy dice with it. Mm. I can do the same with threat. If I want, if I'm thinking your character's having an easy life, I can just go. I'm just going to make it a little bit more mm. difficult for you. This is <laughs> never meant to be adversarial at all. This mm. is this device is just to make life a little bit more difficult. Like I could say, you have you have to. This job will be extra difficult because let's say a difficulty three instead of a difficulty two, or for example. Or yeah, you could use two to yeah, two uh two like two threats. So that's in one of the my adventures I played for my characters. This uh the storyline was you got to this certain point and it's like you say spend two threat and your characters uh suddenly go into another dimension or another dimension. So no, not another dimension. Another universe. Right. So it's because there, there was lots of temporal uh, flux and temporal issues going around. Uh, the characters before that had met themselves. And right. it was just like, and it was just like, yeah, uh, whenever you think's ready, the, the, the adventure said, just go two, two things. And they're, they're in a new universe now. They have to uh, work <laughs> out what to do. So, there, this wasn't the mirror universe that we know, but it was a, a parallel. Universe. You're right, gotcha. parallel universe. Yeah. Nice. So, that's something you can. It, as I said, it's not there to be adversarial. It's there to be. To create the adventure, to create the storyline. Great. It's, yeah. It. And I think, yeah, on the other opposite side, the momentum is there to help you work as a team. It's just like, oh, let's build up some momentum for the next person so they can mm. they can use that on their go, for uh, for for example. Well, um, thank you, Ben, for, for all of this, because uh, that's a lot to take in. And uh, to anyone brand new coming into this episode who kind of wants to get an intro, um, it's 
that was fantastically thorough because that that got me a good starting and i really want to give this a try at some point um this is uh, it seems more accessible to me uh, i don't know why but fantasy i've always struggled with but sci-fi i can just get into i don't know why mm. uh, so I, I i'm looking forward to giving this a try at some point uh, but Uh-oh. thank you so much ben for for being a guest again uh, on uh, uh, nexus nights and of course uh, being guest uh, previously on temple trek itself um uh, just to let us know, uh, you're planning this um, the streaming channel, uh, and it's how will people find it? What's going to be the name when it comes out? Actually, at this point, it is already out. I've got a Ooh. small amount of stuff on there already. Hey. Um, it's uh, Trek Wars and Fantasy, so you better find it on YouTube, uh, Twitch, and I've got a Twitter uh, uh, account. Uh, at the moment, Sundays I. I'm planning on doing some world building stuff. So that's uh, from 8.30 every Sunday at the moment. That's the plan. I will. I haven't got any specific plans on what I will be doing on each day, but it on each Sunday, but it will be something of creating something in world building sense for whether it be D&D or Star Trek Adventures. As I said, uh, I'll be also streaming Star Wars The Old Republic uh, on various other days. It's a game that I really enjoy playing. And and at some point, this is for the future, I do plan on doing some other bits, talking about either Star Trek or um, or sci-fi in general. Excellent. And yeah, if you, feel free to hit me up there. And also, I'm hope, I know I've got some Star Trek adventure stuff on there ready, or at least as part of it. So I'm hoping that I can fill that up a bit more with that. Well, that's it. Well, to all the listeners, uh, to all my my listener, I guess uh, the one listener I've, probably, I've got, um, yeah, please go check that out. Um, uh, Trek Wars and Fantasy, uh, YouTube, Twitch, and uh, obviously check out the Twitter handle as well. Um, and I'm going to go do that right now. Um, so thank you very much to everyone for listening. Thank you again to Ben, and uh, I'll catch you somewhere else in the Nexus. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this latest Nexus Nights episode. If you'd like to get in contact, you can search us on Facebook or find me on Twitter at Rider underscore Coattail. Or you can find me on Instagram at Daniel underscore Hitch underscore Writer. The show itself is a work of pure fiction on my part and all the views and opinions I express are my own and are not reflective of the rights holders of Star Trek. The intro music, The Dust Clears, and the outro music, changes are by jim hall check out his work and others at freemusicarchive.com the temple trek nexus nights is hosted on anchor fm if you enjoyed this content and would like to support the show follow subscribe review and of course share on social media for me and i'll catch you next time perfect all done all good there we go there we go no that's fun that was fantastic that's that's gonna be a great great little episode um this i'm sure i lost sorry <laughs> no uh this this will be coming out uh hopefully this friday um i'm gonna I'll oh, set aside tomorrow okay. to, to edit uh short of you know one of my kids coming down sick with something um <laughs> i'll get it obviously it'll be out friday if not friday it'll be out for monday so uh, yeah. somewhere soon uh, yeah i really thought i had lost you when i was starting to try to go through how you succeeded something there yeah no I mean, worries that's just I think I, yeah i i'm it was i know it's probably not the easiest to explain when you're not actually trying to do the game and i thought 
this is going to be a struggle when I do do it in it. It was like... <laughs> no, honestly, it's absolutely fine. Uh, the, the, the whole dice thing, I'm the same sort of thing. I, I need to be able to do it to understand it. Yeah. If I hear it or if I read it, it, it doesn't always go in. But yeah. if I can yeah. feel it and, and it's tactile, then I, yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, don't worry. Yeah. If you've lost me, yeah. that's absolutely fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, other other than me doing, yeah, I am in translation. Half the time I did manage to <laughs> get myself on one to bit to the other, but usually it was, just, I was going, okay, which part next? And it's like, it wasn't in the order I was planning on doing it, but uh, it, we, <laughs> I think we crossed everything. So exactly, exactly. But yeah. you know, just like a proper Star Trek adventures, it could go anywhere. So that's that's yeah. what it is. It's a stream of consciousness. Yeah. It's fine. Oh, definitely, Excellent. definitely. So. <laughs> 